I just got back from Becca's vaccinations, his second vaccinations. He's 14 weeks old. I think he's 14 weeks. 14 weeks and second vaccinations. Hopefully this doesn't cause a temperature like the first ones. He is such a great baby and I'm sorry to rub it in. But, ah, oh, that's him now. He, I'm feeding him, obviously, because I'm never really not feeding him. But um, he's just so happy and jolly. And he's just started speaking, not like words, obviously, because that would be ridiculous. Not that advanced, but he's just started making lovely sounds, really trying to vocalize. And just up until the needle went in, he was just absolutely just giddy, just so happy. And I knew the injection was coming and then it just went into his thighs and oh, his face. He just looked so betrayed by me for bringing him there to this lovely place. And what's happening? Why, why, why are you doing this to me? I felt so guilty. To be honest, I haven't researched vaccinations and obviously I, I'm pro vaccinations because that's what we're meant to be. But wouldn't it be funny if I just... <laughs> As I was walking there, I was thinking, should I have looked this up? Should I look up if I actually am pro-vaccination before I go and take my baby for a second vaccinations, my fourth child of their vaccination? Should I know a bit more about vaccinations? I don't know anything about vaccinations. I really don't. I don't know if they're being injected with pneumonia so that they don't get pneumonia. I suddenly thought that in the way there. Like, am I giving him pneumonia today in a little bit, little bit of a way? Anyway, I'm not great. I'm not great. The receptionist at the GP surgery was like, hey, Becca boy, how you doing? Oh my God, you've grown so much. Didn't look at me, just looked at Becca, which is, you know, he's a very sweet looking baby. He was facing front in the baby carrier, which is a new thing. I know that some people are like, no, don't wear them facing front until they're at least six months. It's bad for their hips. But I'm sorry, it's just really fun to wear them face front just because they get to see stuff and it holds off a feed for a bit longer and just a nice, nice thing for them just to go and have a look at everything, isn't it? Anyway, I just, I, I'm not doing it for that long. I only did it for like 20 minutes at a time, if that. But yeah, the receptionist then finally looked at me and was like, how are you? And I was like, I'm not great. I'm not great. I didn't go into details with her because she was quite a distance away. She was calling from the back area of the reception. So it had been inappropriate for me to be like, I think I'm a little bit depressed. I think it would have been wrong for me to do that. But the truth is, I, I think I am a little bit, um, I think I am a little bit depressed. And I feel a bit embarrassed about admitting that, but, and a bit ashamed, I guess, because how dare I be depressed? I've got a lovely life. I've got four beautiful children. Um. But yeah, I think I'm a bit down and I don't know why. And it's, it, I've tried to logic my way out of it because I'm quite a practical person. I'm a Taurus. But I think I've realized that sleep is integral to my happiness and exercise is integral to my happiness. It has been for a long time and I haven't been able to exercise. And that has usually been my go-to therapy. <laughs> Therapy isn't an option for me because I'm against therapy <laughs> and that's going to really annoy some people, but I just, I don't believe in it. I don't believe in therapy. Uh, I do believe in therapy and it obviously helps a lot of people, but it's just not for me. Uh, I did have therapy after, um, 
after a traumatic experience as a teenager, which I've talked about a load of times and I'm not going to do now. But um, the, the therapist did put me off therapist for life. And that's the thing. If you get a bad therapist, it's they're going to stay with you. They're going to stay with you forever. You really resent that therapist in that tiny little room at my school. Resent that woman. Anyway, um, yeah, I'm feeling a bit of resentment. I'm feeling anger. I'm feeling bitterness. I'm feeling jealousy. I'm in a little bit of a black hole of negativity at the moment and it's not helped by things like Instagram where you can see how, how productive everybody is and how well they're doing and how much money they're earning and how they got that amazing impromptu photo of them being engaged or the baby shower or at the engagement party that everyone looked amazing at and they have all these cool friends and they go to all these parties and they managed to get a babysitter and it's not like a big deal and oh wow they can just eat all of that stuff and never look like they've eaten anything ever and oh wow they they've got that opportunity and that opportunity and that they've got like three things happening at the same time how's well wow you just can just really get lost in that little instagram insecurity hole um and also you spend a lot of time at home when you, when you've got a, a new baby and, and a baby in general and a toddler and children in general. So you do end up looking and scrolling and, and getting tricked into these, oh, I'll just have a little look. I'll just have a little look at Instagram. I'll just see what's happening on the discover page. I'll just see, oh, what are they doing? Oh, right. Well, I want to now just curl up into a ball and cry because they're doing that thing that I wanted to do and I'm never going to get to do. So <laughs> I think that's not helping. Exercise, not doing exercise isn't helping. Instagram isn't helping. Um, and the lack of sleep. So just a little update on our sleep regimes. <sighs> Ten is a squash addict. So he's addicted to apple and blackcurrant squash. Any squash really, but apple and blackcurrant is his, is his tipple of choice. And he's really enjoying having a bottle or 50 a day. And at first it was great because I was getting him off the disgusting Nutrimigen formula that we would prescribe that I just don't ever want to give him again because it's disgusting. And I think as a vegan, I just feel weird giving him, you know, bottles of dairy that just is, oh, I just don't like the idea of it. Anyway, so I gave him squash to get him off that, which worked. And now he's addicted to the squash. I'm trying to get him onto water, but every time I give him a bottle of water, he says, yuck. So I'm now worried about the, all the aspartamine he's getting and I'm now, I've now made it a, a, a priority to get him off the squash. And, and he is definitely adapting slowly, but at night he screams for squash. It's just ridiculous. It's like, I want my drink. I want my drink. I want my drink. I want my drink. Hour after hour screaming that. Uh, sometimes it's the double. I want my drink. I want my snack. I want my drink. I want my snack. And I'm like, please just stop. You'll have a snack in the morning. You'll have a drink in the morning. Um, and because the bedroom is quite far up, I'm too lazy to go down and get him. And obviously I shouldn't, but sometimes I'm just like, oh, I'm just going to give him the bottle because it's 3am and he's already called for it for two hours straight. I'm just going to give him the bottle of squash, but I am really trying to. So I'm, I'm trying with the water, which he throws away. Oh, so the sleep has been massively affected lately. 
just listen to what's going on downstairs. I can hear some some sounds. They're watching TV after school while I'm doing this. So I thought I'd give them a little give them a little half hour TV treat. There are so many good series on Netflix at the moment for kids. It's almost <laughs> it's a reason to get them into TV. There's some amazing animations right now on Netflix, which makes me just less uptight about them watching crap. Like when it, we were in the Paw Patrol phase or the Bing phase or the uh, PJ Masks phase. Oh my gosh. That was, I did feel like we were just killing their brains. But now I'm like, no, these are brilliant animations. Really good stories. Oh, oh sorry. Sorry. Oh, Sorry if you just saw my nipple, if you're watching this at home. Um, oh, sorry. Wait, stop holding that. So, yeah, they're watching a bit of TV while I do this. Oh, oh, sorry, everyone. I'm just having a little bit of a costume issue. And that was a burp from Becca. Well done. Well done. Imagine if you were an adult and you got told how great it was that you were burping all day. Um, so, yeah, and Ten's burps are pretty magnificent because he drinks so much squash. So he enjoys that party trick. So the sleep's been disrupted, which has really affected my morale. And I realized, okay, he's 14 weeks old. Ooh, 14 weeks. What have I done in 14 weeks? What have I done? And I know I've, you know, I've done these podcasts and I've done little bits of work, but I do feel slightly um, lost creatively. And I'm, I have this deadline looming and I, I, part of me just terrified because I desperately want to write. I desperately want to get it all done. I've, you know, I, but I also desperately want to be this eternal, radiant goddess of a mother who's there all the time and doesn't let them watch TV and doesn't let give them squash with the Spartamina and doesn't, you know, just sit and look at her phone. Like, I just want to be everything that I'm not at the moment. Um, so I don't know how I'm going to marry those two wants up. Um and I think that pressure is getting to me as well now that he's 14 weeks. And I'm like, okay, I, I really need to separate myself a tiny bit. Otherwise, I'm not going to get anything done. Probably do need to try and give him a bottle so I can have a couple more hours. Or I, I do need to give 10 to somebody so that I can definitely get that half day in. Or And, and I know I'm approaching that time where I'm going to have to separate myself a bit. And I guess I'm grieving that closeness already in a way, which is stupid because you shouldn't live life like that. You should live in the present and enjoy what you have right now. But I guess I'm a worrier and I always have been. And I'm just, I think I'm adapting to being a mum of four and a mum who doesn't have the luxury of having maternity leave, maternity pay, worrying about when the next lot of money is going out constantly, when it's coming in. So I'm feeling quite pressurized at the moment. And I if anyone looks at my Instagram and thinks, oh my God, she's got this book out and she's doing this filming and she's got four kids and how's she doing? She looks so happy and relaxed. Don't worry. Oh, don't worry. <laughs> Cause I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm struggling a little bit. I'm struggling a little bit, but I, I'm, I'm finding it, you know, I'm finding the funny, which at least is good. I'm, it is ridiculous sometimes when, Ten and Becca are screaming and Donnie and Margot are having a breakdown. And I just look at Alfie and Alfie just looks at me and we have this moment of what's going on? How did this happen? 
And it's just, we sometimes just laugh. And that's a really nice thing, I think, about our relationship. And and I am every day feel kind of grateful to have Alfie in this with me. And my mum, obviously. My mum is just, you know, is downstairs right now with them. And so I can come up and do this. And she doesn't even know I'm doing a podcast. I said, I'm just going to go upstairs for half an hour. And she was like, yeah, okay, cool. So I'm very lucky, very lucky. But do need to get my myself out of this little um, low patch. I'm sure it will happen. I was going to join the gym, but I can't even factor that time because I'm, I don't, I just don't like the idea of being away from them. And I know that it's a, what's it called? A catch 22. Is that the right phrase? So it would help me by going to the gym and it'll make me better for when I'm back, but I'm scared. I'm scared to leave. I'm scared. I want, and you know, it's weird. And I, and I've really tried for this long. So since, um, well, since the pandemic, since before the pandemic, I haven't been a member of a gym and I've managed to do little bits of exercise at home. But now that 10 is kind of this dominant runner, he just sprints everywhere. He, he wants to get involved in everything I do. If I start doing a couple of squats, he's like, lift me up. I want to do squats with you. And I have to do squats with him, which actually is very good exercise, but I can't really do the exercise at home like I want to. Um, even just stretching every day. I'm like, okay, hey, I'll just feel better if I just stretch. Why aren't I just even just stretching? Just do the downward dog. Just do the, just do one thing. Just do the downward dog. And even that, I'm like, I can't factor in that. When am I going to do when I, It's just ridiculous. The days just just seem to be so empty and yet so full. And if I have one thing in the diary, like meeting somebody or one Zoom meeting or um, podcast or uh, it's it's a, a huge deal for me because it affects like when right, when's Becca going to sleep when's Ten going to sleep when am I going to go shopping for food when am I going to write in my diary or when am I going to make the beds or am I going to do the laundry or when am I going to be able to go for like that 10 minute run or when am I going to read this or when when, when are they going to have their dinner and it's just it's my my attention needs to be split so many ways that it's impossible to adapt to sudden plans, which I, I'm excited about my future of having impromptu plans. That'd be great, won't it? But at the same time, I am just completely in love with Becca. And I think I'm just, just it's, a, it's hilarious how good he is. <laughs> compared to Donnie, um, compared to Ten, he's a dream baby. Like he, he, he would probably sleep through the night if it wasn't for Ten screaming. And it's only because he gets disturbed that I have to feed him or because of the ants. Mm, I'll give you a little update on the ants, even though Alfie said I should stop speaking about ants. But uh, I, the spray, I'm spraying a method cleaning spray because I haven't had time to get the vinegar spray. Well, vinegar, you know. And I think the, the method spray is working. I saw a centipede, though. I think it was a centipede. It was one with like, oh, loads of legs. Oh, my God. Um, it's Yeah, it's just an old flat. It's the price you pay for living in a vintage property, you know. Well, that's not vintage, it's just old. Right. So my grand plans of doing a mum's club every Wednesday night at 9pm for Instagram Live. Oh, how stupid I was to think I could stay up that late. 9pm. Was I mad? The first week I did it, knackered me. 
Second week I was filming, absolutely no chance. Now, last night, was, I was asleep by nine. I'd gone to bed by nine. I was falling asleep watching Andy Murray play Wimbledon. He's got two hips. It's amazing. Inspirational. Although I find Kim so funny. They have about 18 kids now. She really got them in quick. So yeah, the, the, the previous Instagram live that I didn't do, I was going to talk about polycystic ovaries because I get questions a lot about um, polycystic ovaries because I've been quite open about the fact that I, I had them slash have them. I don't really know. I haven't had my, my ovaries scanned in quite a while. They don't really tell you about your ovaries when you're pregnant because why? Why would they do that? You know, um, I was going to think of a funny analogy there, but I couldn't think of one quick enough. The first thing that came to my mind was you wouldn't tell, you wouldn't see, this is why I need to work with joke writers. You, you wouldn't tell the person who's eating chips what kind of starch they were having. That's not a joke. <laughs> I won't explain it. Anyway, um, so I was given the, the diagnosis at about 14 with polycystic ovaries because I hadn't started my periods and I, I, I didn't start my periods for a long time. Naturally, uh, I was, I was raped when I was, uh, just turned 15, um, which unfortunately was my virginity. So they gave me the morning after pill, which is standard, um, you know, what they do when you're, when that happens. And I, I took that and that gave me a false period because of the progesterone drop. So from then on, I would then, I probably had one every, oh my God. I think I've probably had about 10 periods in my life and I'm 35, which is insane, isn't it? And so I can, I, I know exactly when I conceived with all four of them. And uh, yeah, it's just ridiculous. So my main symptoms when I was uh, younger were no periods. Um, uh, what was the other one? So I, I was, you know, I wasn't thin. I was, I was like not, I, my weight was an issue because I wanted to be, I wanted, I'm sorry, but I wanted to be thinner, but I couldn't get thinner no matter how little I ate. Um, and that's, you know, polycystic people find it quite difficult to lose weight, shift weight. And you have to really restrict your intake actually to, to lose any weight. It just seems so unfair. Um, and it obviously then it, it installs this kind of eating issues and all of that, all that fun stuff you have in your adolescence. And um, I didn't get spots. So I was very lucky. And I guess I did have a little bit more facial hair which is one of the symptoms too. I was put on metformin and that was to try and help me regulate periods and lose weight. And it did neither. It made me feel so sick, so sick. Um, and then I just was happy really not getting periods and just not eating very much for as long as I could before I would eat loads because yeah, polycystic ovaries just is a bit of a fucker like that, I think. And I've just managed to maintain a, a, a you know, a, 
a healthy weight for me. And un- annoyingly, when you lose weight, you tend to get a period. So I've just always tried to like, I don't know, I've been in tune with that, I guess. And then obviously if you lose too much weight, then you don't get a period. So it's, it's just, it's a really fine line. And a lot of people I think probably don't, aren't that um, aware of the weight thing, but because my, you know, family are doctors and I'd read so much about it, I, it's just always been something that's just, I've been, it's been clear. And I always, I've always wanted to get periods because it's weird when you go months and months and months without them, you just kind of feel like something's going on that you need to sort out. So yeah, I've always just, always strived for periods, but they've never, they've never come. And then me and Alfie realized that in the eight years we've been together, two of them, we were broken up and the five that we've been together, three of them, I've been pregnant. (laughs) So that obviously, and then breastfeeding for the years after. So it's not, I don't know how many periods I would have had if I hadn't been pregnant or breastfeeding. And to get pregnant with 10, I've been asked this question a few times. I was breastfeeding and I definitely was planning to get pregnant. Um, so I had to just drastically stop, wean him off the boob. And he was, because of his issues with vomiting and stuff, he was never fully breastfed. So it was less emotional than it probably would have been otherwise. And I probably, that was probably another incentive to get pregnant, I think because I am really enjoying breastfeeding this time around. But um, yeah, so I had to just really just not feed him during the day. And then I only fed him at night and then slowly the nights tapered off. And so, but I was still breastfeeding when I was, when I got pregnant, which is quite impressive actually for me, because I, it's usually really sensitive to that. So yeah, that's my polycystic ovaries update. I mean, not update. I've never, I don't have any, it's just a information if you care to know about it. Um, so I can't claim to be like, um, really seriously polycystic ovaries because obviously, um, that does sometimes mean that it's really hard to get pregnant. Um, and to be honest, I don't know if I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know, but it's a really difficult thing if you're dealing with it as a young person and you're told, oh, you're going to have struggle to, to conceive. Cause that's what I was told. And hopefully I'm you know, an, an example of how it's not always that, that way. I can hear some noise going on. I think that 10 is getting bored of the TV that Donnie and Margot are watching. I'm now going to try and lift my spirits and do something for me tonight. Alfie is away all week now. He's gigging every night. And my goals are to have some time alone with each of them. 10 I have a lot of time alone with, but with um, and Margo was off sick yesterday from school, which was nice because I just got to be with her. But it was also like, oh, okay, that was a tiny bit of time where I could have worked and I didn't. And that was, it was just quite like a, really wish I had the guilt-free mum life if that exists. But um, Donnie, I'm going to let stay up on his own, which he hasn't done in ages. So I can have some time with him. And I'm going to try and factor in time with Margo and organize her birthday party, which I'm going to talk about in my next podcast because that's just been a... Uh, a bit of an issue and I'm going to try and watch something nice and do some, st- I'm going to do that stretching I was talking about. I'm going to do one down with dog just for me, you know? Okay. I'm sorry if this has been quite an intense podcast. I just realized I've talked about depression and polycystic ovaries in one half hour gulp. 
Oh, actually, it's only 24 minutes. But I'm very grateful for you listening. Thank you um, for sharing your stories with me. I really enjoy getting your messages. I've had some messages lately about co-sleeping and um, they mean so much. It's just so lovely to hear that other people co-sleep and are enjoying it and don't feel ashamed. And um, if you're going through a hard time after having your baby, I understand and I feel you. It does get easier. It really does. Like I look at, I, I, I look at babies who are a bit older than Becca and I, and I see the mums kind of just have this kind of little glow of serenity that I, it, you don't have for the first six months. I think the first six months are quite intense, aren't they? Even with a great baby like Becca. Imagine if next podcast I come and I'm like, Becca is not a great baby anymore. He has started waking 18 times a night. Um, but fingers crossed. Thank you for listening and have a good day. Good day to you.